Is he all that you ever need? Is he all that you ever want tonight? Amen. He's what we have need of more than anything. Amen. One more time. Let's give him a good hand clap of praise. Let's let him know that we need him more than anything in this world tonight. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated when you're through praising the Lord tonight. Those that's praying, you go right ahead and you pray as long as you want to pray tonight. Amen. Is it a good life living for the Lord? Amen. Yes, it is. God is good. God is faithful. God is love. And God loves us tonight. Amen. No greater love than this than I lay down my life for a friend. And aren't you glad that he is a friend tonight, Brother Marv, that will stick closer than a brother? Amen. Amen. God's so good. He's a powerful God. He loves us despite what we're going through. He loves us no matter what. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's extend our hands this way and pray for this young lady. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, we don't have to go by every, every direction that we think we got to go by, but we can just allow the Lord to have his way. Father, we just pray that you touch this young lady tonight, God. She's come. Lord, to ask you to intervene on her behalf, God. Lord, you know her situations. You know what she has need of, God. You're a way maker. And I pray tonight as this church, this body grieves together for her. I pray, God, that you just come and, Lord, that you'll minister. Make way where there is no way. Move mountains that need to be moved, God. God, do the miracle. Do the impossible. Make it possible for her life, Lord. Let her not leave, God, like she came, but let her leave changed in Jesus name God we declare your word you sent your word and you healed them tonight we're claiming healing over her life tonight over every situation over every circumstance God we're believing for victory tonight come on church let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise amen God knows I said he knows tonight he can mend the broken heart tonight can he Amen. Matthew chapter 6, and I'll not hold you very long. Randy's already told me 20 minutes or the mic gets shut off. So we're going to try to get her done and get her done quick. Amen. No, he didn't say mic be shut off, but I figured he'd do it anyways. It's a good life tonight. I, I, uh, I've been praying about what to pray about. <laughs> Uh, because I know Wednesday nights are prayer and, and uh, it's a time that we gather together in agreement. I think there's power and, and there's something mighty in, in the, the power of agreement. When we come in agreement with two or three things or whatever we're praying for, I think as the church, whether it's individually or corporately, I believe that where two of us are gathered in his name or two of us agree on touching any one thing, the Bible said it shall be done. And Christ taught us how to pray and he showed us models of prayer, and he told us different ways that we could pray. And he said in Matthew chapter 6, he said, uh, the model prayer was, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they <clears throat> love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners in the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say that they already have their reward, but, I, but, 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 but when you pray, go into your room 
And when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they will be, their heart will, <clears throat> excuse me, they, they think that they will be heard for their, their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things that you have need of before you even asked him. In this manner, Jesus said that we're to pray, Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Jesus set us a great sample of prayer, didn't he? Prayer is a powerful tool for us to accumulate, uh, not accumulate. I'm having trouble with some words tonight because I've already discussed them with my wife, Connie and Briley, and I couldn't pronounce them very good. So I'm going to read something in a minute, and I hope I don't butcher it. But if I, you know what I'm trying to say. Is Cassie here tonight? Hi, Cassie. One of her biggest kicks that she gets in life is to correct my grammar. And tonight she's going to have a ball because there's going to be some grammar I probably just won't be able to do. But prayer is a powerful tool to allow us to communicate with God. It is way, it's a way for us to talk to him, share our needs, and expect him to answer. Prayer is a cornerstone of our faith and holds our families and our society together. In today's world, prayer has taken a back seat and it's a different type of world that we're living in. The things that when Joshua went across the Jordan River, they left a stone for a memorial. Did you know there's things that we have left behind that America still has left behind for all the historic people that will come later? It will be for a, more, a memorial of what America was founded on and what America had accomplished in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'll get with that in just a minute. I just want to kind of give you a, a, a little background on what's to come. But we as a, a people, we're always saying, well, when I leave this world, I want to leave something behind that somebody will know the man or the woman of God that I was. Don't we all have that desire? that we want to leave some kind of legacy behind. And, and so we're going to get into that. But, but as, as, as we pray tonight and that our, our, our faith it holds our families together, husbands, uh, you, you pray for your family, you pray for your wife and your children and your grandchildren. You're the glue that holds that family together as we begin to pray. So Christ said us a prayer. Jesus taught his disciples a model prayer commonly known as the Lord's Prayer, Our Father. Prayer. The prayer serves as a guide for us to approach God in a conversation with him. It begins by addressing God as our Father in heaven and acknowledging his holiness. We are then encouraged to pray to God's kingdom come and acknowledge his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. The model prayer also emphasizes the importance of prayer for our daily needs. It reminds us that we 
engage in spiritual battles every day. It reminds us that we're in this world, but we're not of this world. It reminds us that it's the one not sitting next to you is the bad person or the person across the street, but we have an enemy. The adversary, the devil, has come to kill and to steal and destroy. And Jesus said in St. John 17, he said, Father, I thank you for those that you have given me. He said, Lord, I pray that you do not take them out of this world and out of the tragedies and the circumstances and all the things that they're going to face. But the biggest thing that he said in that prayer was, I pray that you be with them as you are with me. There's something about knowing that God says, listen, if I put it in you, you can go through it. If I've created you, I created you in my image and I'll make sure that whatever you go through in life, that you'll be okay because the Father will be with you. It's a model prayer also that emphasizes the importance of prayer for every daily need, seeking forgiveness, forgiveness of others that have wronged us. It reminds us to engage in a spiritual battle against evil and encourages us to seek God's deliverance from temptation and evil. Finally, the prayer concludes and acknowledges God's eternal kingdom and his power and his glory. Get that for a minute, his power and his glory. The power of prayer. Prayer has always been a source of strength and deliverance for God's people. Throughout history, we see examples of individuals who turned prayer into times of uh, trouble and found out solences in God's presence. Daniel prayed when he was in the lion's den. As he was in trouble, he knew who his source was. I don't know what Daniel's exact prayer I don't know exactly how he prayed that day, but I believe that he prayed on the similar thoughts, God, I don't care what I go through as long as you go in there with me. I don't care, God, what I face as long as I'm not facing it alone. God, I don't care what the trouble or the lions do as long as you protect me. And the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they went through the fiery furnace. Now, I do know how they prayed. They said, Lord, whether you, uh, King, whether God delivers us or he don't, this day we're going to be taken away from you. We're not going to have to worry about you any longer. And all of a sudden, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was in the furnace of fire, the king must have had something pierced in his spirit that what them boys said because they could not sleep. And he said, I got to go check out what's going on. And the Bible said that they looked down there and he said, I see the three boys walking around, but I, I see also one that looketh like to be the son of God. See, I'll tell you, there's something about the presence of God that overshadows an individual's life. I am not by myself. I do not walk by myself. I have the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me. I've got the angels of God. The Bible said that I'll give my angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. When you pray, you're praying the kingdom God, thy will be done, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven in my daily life, I pray. I'm praying that God pulls down every stronghold, that God moves mountains, that God makes ways, that God does the impossible. Why? Because he's God. Uh, he's almighty. He's all omnipotent. He's almighty. He's every present in the time of trouble. Somebody's got to remember when you're in trouble that God is in present time with you. Huh. 
He said, one shall fall by thy side, 10,000 by thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh to you. See, I believe that when we speak the word of God, there's power in the name of Jesus. When Jesus said, I sent my word and I healed them, I believe he's talking to the body of Christ right there that if we'll just speak the word of Jesus, things will happen beyond our imagination. Prayer is just not religious rituals. It's not something that we blab and blab and just say because we got to say it. But when I say, dear God, I need you. I pray, God, that you'll move a mountain. I pray, God, that you'll take this thing that's been bombarding my life. I pray, God, that you'll pull it out of there. I believe there's power enough in Jesus to take care of it. See, there's power in his name. Prayer allows us to seek God's guidance, his protection. Listen, I don't care what anybody says. I went through something a few weeks ago, and I, for the first couple of weeks, I, I let this thing eat at me. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything. I stayed up almost every night, almost all night, worried about the enemy coming into my camp. Worried about, Lord, just what if he comes? I had a 40 by my side ready for the devil to come. I told God one day after a couple weeks, I said, look, God, something's got to change. I don't like this uneasiness. I don't like this feeling that I'm feeling. I don't like the way I'm feeling. I all of a sudden got something stirred up in me and Jesus said do you think I've left you I said no he said do you think I'm with you I said yeah he said do you think the blood of Jesus will protect you I said yeah and all of a sudden I got my anointing oil I went outside my house I touched every door in my house and I anointed that with oil I said there's no weapon formed against me that can prosper God will chase a thousand he can do ten thousand if God be for us who can be against us I'm telling you there's power in prayer there's power in the moving of the Holy Spirit I'm telling you he's alive church Woo! I'm telling you God's alive I'm telling you he's alive he's alive church Sometimes we just got to get to business. Sometimes we just got to put our flesh to the side and say, listen, this ain't a fleshly fight. This is a spiritual fight. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Pulling down every stronghold. I said, church, pulling down every stronghold. Sometimes we just got to get mad at the devil, brother. Sometimes we got to say, listen, I've been run over enough. I'm not going to get it no more. A world needs us tonight, church. We're the glue that holds this world together right now. We're the glue that can make this thing change. There's power in prayer. America's going to hell in a handbasket. I don't know what that means, but it's going there. Our world is forever changed. But we're changers tonight. We're changers. We are changers tonight. We have power. We have authority. We don't use it just to be braggingly, but we have power and we have authority when we can need it. When we need it, we can use it. 
And I think in America tonight, we need it. I think in America tonight, we need the authority that Jesus has given us. Let me hurry because I got to quit. Need a prayer. In our society today, prayer has been pushed aside and its significance has been diminished. We have witnessed the consequences of removing prayer from schools. Our education institutions have become breeding grounds for violence and moral decay. It's a time for us to recognize the importance of prayer in the role of our families tonight. Prayer is not just a last resort. It should be our first response in times of trouble. How How have we changed in America? How are we letting six and seven years old go to church acting, not go to church, well, they might, but go to, go to school acting like they're cats and meowing? How in the world will we ever get to a society? Listen, I'm just an old country boy. I got much education at all, but I got more sense than being a cat. I got more sense than saying, listen, I'm a man, but I think I feel like a girl today. Huh? We used to think, Tiny Tim tiptoeing through the tulips was funny. But there's a lot of people tiptoeing through the tulips today that's not funny. Somehow, we, the church, have messed up. Judgment said, judgment, God said judgment must begin first at the house of the Lord. Somehow, we've got off the band, bandwagon of prayer. Somehow, we forgot to stop hitting the horns of the altar. Somehow we've lost our prayer warriors that once knew how to bombard heaven for their families and for their churches. Somewhere along the line, we've lost our pillows of the church that used to stand for righteousness but said, ah, I'm tired of fighting. Let somebody else fight. No, sir, no, ma'am, you need to keep fighting the good fight of faith and believe God to pull down them strongholds. Prayer's not last resort, but it should be the first. We must understand that prayer is not limited to a specific word or ritual, but it is heartfelt conversation with God. When Zion mourns, sons and daughters shall be born. Heartfelt. We need to teach others, each other how to pray and encourage themselves and seek God's presence and guidance in their lives. In concluding, prayer is a powerful tool that connects us with God and allows us to experience his presence and his power. How long has it been since some of you have really experienced the presence of God like you, like you did in the days gone by? Now, listen, I'm not preaching on old-fashioned, old-time stuff. It's good, and it was good back then, but, 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 but what I'm trying to say is it's still good today. Jesus said, taste me and see if I am good. Woo, taste me and see if I am good. When is the last time that we've really got down and really sought the presence of God and felt the presence of God and that Shekinah glory come when you didn't have to say, is God there? Was God there? You know that God was in the room. He may not be touching nobody else, but he was touching you. Hallelujah. Let us remember that God hears our prayers and is faithful to answer them according to his promises to hear us from heaven. For God, forgive our sins and heal our land. He promises to hear and to forgive us. So let us embrace the power of prayer and make it a virtue part of our lives in the times that we understand that is very uncertain and we need to pray like we never prayed before. May we find solace and strength and guidance as we commune with the Heavenly Father. Now this is where I might butcher some things. 
This is where I might mess up on a few words, and if I do, please just bypass them and understand it's Mike. There's hope in you alone, God. We are under a covenant with God. God has made America because he knows that we would protect Israel. He brought our forefathers over here for a purpose. America was birthed just to help. I can't read it right now, but you can read it later in Psalms 33 and 10. Read that all the way down to 17 and 18 when you get a chance. I'd like to, but I don't do the time we don't have time. God has always been with America. Every day when the sun rises over our nation's capital, the early morning sunrise falls upon the tallest structure located in Washington, D.C., the Washington Monument stands at 550 feet tall and 55 feet wide. And it is based and it looks over 69 square miles when you're at the very top. Compiled with all the districts of Columbia, the capital of the U.S., the Washington Monument, it's made out of 36,000 stones of marble and weighs 90 tons. Most of us have kind of a vision of what it looks like. Some of you, some of you might have been there and been in it. But what you may not know, it was so designed that the first sunlight of every day shines upon this nation out of the east. It shines on the east side of the Washington Monument and touches the historical nations <clears throat> for sure. What is specific is at the top is made of nine-inch aluminum. That's my problem. It's an it's a aluminum pyramid capstone, which completes the very top of it. Don't miss that. It's made of aluminum, and it's a pyramid. It's a capstone, which is complete all the way to the top. The structure as it narrows to the point. The capstone on, on the top is 100 ounces of pure solid, what's that word? Aluminum. It also serves as a lightning protection against it. Let me take it a step further. The architects that placed it there in harmony with the intentions of our forefathers on the east side of the on the east side of the aluminum, the pyramid, there are the words las, las, deo, las deo, which is the Latin words, which means praise to our God. On the very top of it, the very top is praise to our God. The purpose of it was designed by the forefathers and those that built it as the dawn of every new day in the U.S., was that the very first beam of sunlight touched the, the words in the nation capital, praise be to our God. The intentions was when the sun rose up, the very thing that it would see before it seen anything else, it would see the, that, that aluminum shining and the words praise be to our God. Now that's what it was actually designed for. It was done in such a way that was magnificent. It was done in part of the construction so that the mercy of the Lord and those that came historically after would never forget. 
The United States of America was built on the precepts of the Bible. From the top of the uh, granite marble structure, there's an approximately 800,000 visitors there that come as annually, which is somewhere around 2,200 people a day go to that place. Every day that goes all the way up to the top to see the views, you will see what most people won't see. When you get to the top, you'll see things that most people won't see. See, it was designed in the national capital, did it in the exact way as the cross, dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ. They made it in such a way that was designed as a cross. As soon as I get that other paper built. The White House is on the north side of the cross. Southern Jefferson Memorial is on the southern end of the cross. The, to the east, the Lincoln Capitol and Lincoln Memorial, Memorial is on the west side of it. And across all you see, people say that in times, America not founded on the Christian nation, but it was. And today it still is. When you listen to people today, they say, oh, I wasn't, it ain't no Christian nation. It's all been a heathen. No, it was designed and built because men and men and women of old designed it to believe that they was coming to America and that God was going to bless this nation, that God was going to bless this country. Listen, church, every single, listen to me, every single federal building, the U.S. Capitol uh, buildings in, in America alone, every stinking one of them have scriptures that's all over them. If you go into Jefferson City, the capital of Missouri, you'll see in in God we trust and you'll say right you'll see in the words inscripted righteousness exalting nation that's in our capital in Missouri if you go to the monument there in uh, uh, Washington you'll see that it says God is holy if you look and you go into that building you get on that elevator and you go up to the very top of the monument inside that monument there's nothing but scriptures of the word of God invaded all around that monument don't tell me that God did not find America and we've let her creep through our hands tonight church it stands for a reminder that God brought us out that God that brought us out will be the God that still protects that wills to provide that still wake a, will make a way in the desert land God just saying if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves seek my face and turn from the wicked ways then will I hear from heaven God's saying it's time to believe in me again. Believe in me one more time. Now, I probably butchered a lot of that, but it, you know what I was getting at. God is simply saying, let me come back in and do my thing. Sometimes I think in America we've got so ease in Zion. We've made good money. We've worked good jobs. We not prayed our way out of a lot of things like our moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas had to pray. Sometimes they had to pray for the next food on their table or they had to pray that the electric bill would get paid. And you know, we, we've been fortunate in America. I always said, I wish my children be better than me. I hope my children makes more than me. I shouldn't have never prayed that. I should have prayed, God, let them, my children work hard like me. Let my children know what it's like to earn a dollar. Ah, don't let my children go to school with a Carvette 
And in 2024, Chevy Jodge or a Ram, brand new. <laughs> Make them see what it's like to just have an old pickup with a gun rack in the back of it, popping every time you go down the road. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes we got ease in Zion. We think if we give them an easy life, they're going to have an easy life to live, but sometimes we make it worse. See, I think that prayer is only going to be the only thing that's going to change it tonight, church. Prayer is going to be the determining factor where we're going in the next five years. Prayer is going to be the determining factor what happens in the next two years. Prayer is going to be the determining factor what happens in November. But I'm here to tell you that God said, We've got the power in the name of Jesus. Stand with me. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Though Satan rages, we will not be defeated. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Come on, let's sing it one more time. We've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Though Satan rages, we will not be defeated. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. I want to encourage you tonight, those that would, let's come up to the front and let's pray. If you've been lax in your prayer and you just haven't felt like that, you've been able to get over the top, church, we just want to come together and pray. I just brought a simple message tonight and tried to bring it in a way to let us know, not to condemn anybody, not to run anybody down, but just to say we need our prayer lives to be so powerful in these last days that we need God to come and intervene upon our behalf. We need God to just sweep us tonight into a, a time of prayer that we can move mountains in the name of Jesus. 